and welcome to the One More Verse podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Friday, November the 6th, 2015. Today's reading was Judges chapter 2, verses 10 through 23. So come on, let's discuss what we read together. My, 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 how the times change. What a dramatic shift from one generation to the next. To read yesterday about the faithfulness of Joshua and the people's declaration that they were going to obey and to set up witnesses against themselves if they were to disobey God, and yet here we are, introduced in the book of Judges as we make transition into this next generation to a people who do not know the Lord. Now, for us, we got to understand this is not, it doesn't mean that they didn't know the facts about their existence and how they came to be. It doesn't mean that they were ignorant of their history and they didn't know about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses. It wasn't that they didn't have some facts that they stirred around in their minds. No, this generation had plenty of information. And I think that there's quite a bit of application for where we live today. You see, there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. As we read this and we find out about this generation, this generation had been on this steady bit of decline. Oh, they knew all about God. They had been educated and they had gone to the various places and seen the monuments and the stones and all these places where they recounted, hey, this is what God has done, and this is how we got here. Isn't this great, all that God has done? But these people knew about God, but they didn't know God. It's important for us to understand that even demons have good theology. Uh, The book of James uh, tells us that even the demons know these things, and they tremble. But there is a tremendous difference between knowing about God and knowing God. And so this generation grew up with the the goodness of the land, this promised land. They grew up with all the benefits of having conquest and coming into this land flowing with milk and honey. They enjoyed all kinds of privileges. But they went after other things. Uh, they decided that there would be other things that would make them happy, content, and satisfied, and So they abandoned the Lord their God and they went after other gods. Now for us, it's easy for us to dismiss them and and, and to think about the fact that, well, we're much more sophisticated. We are not a people who go and bow down to these fertility gods like the Baals and the Ashtaroth and all of these different things. But the truth is we just have different idols that we bow down to. For some of us, it may be an idol of popularity or reputation. It may be an intellectual pursuit. It may be whatever that we think will make us happy, some sort of relationship or some sort of achievement on a field or a court or whatever it may be. And when we um, don't give our allegiance, when we're not faithful to the Lord, when we go and we serve these other things and we abandon God, it provokes his anger. And so it says that the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And this word kindled just, it gives you this idea of this fire that begins to burn. 
And I can't imagine anything more frightening than the fire of the anger of the Lord. And so God has been patient with them. This is not something that they just messed up one time. This is an ongoing decline and a pattern of disobedience. And when his anger is kindled, he does things that previous generations would have thought unthinkable. He, he gives them over to these plunderers and he allows people just to rob them. God sells his people into their hand is the wording that the scripture gives us to their surrounding enemies. And they weren't able to withstand their enemies. And when they would even march out against them in battle, the hand of the Lord was against them for harm. And God had warned them and he had told them this and they were glad to say, oh no, this is a declaration that we're going to follow you. But they didn't follow. And and you see, this is the truth of the gospel and why it's such good news. You see, our salvation doesn't come from our ability to follow and our faithfulness and never um, wandering from the truth. No, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus rescues people who can't obey, who are unable to obey, but he puts a new heart in them and he frees them not over from the penalty of sin, but also from its power. And so his people who had abandoned him, who had gone to these other gods, who had um, kindled his anger, they found themselves in this terrible distress, and God would have been perfectly right and just to wash his hands and say, you know what, I'm done with these people. But instead, he would raise up judges. And these judges would come in and they would save them from the hand of people who had plundered them and, and placed them under suffering And you would think that when God came and he rescued them, that the people would just go, great, this is wonderful. The Lord is king, and we're just going to follow him again. But instead, the Bible says that's not really the story. What happened is they would be delivered, and then they would forget again. And they would turn aside, and they would not obey the commandments of the Lord. You see, there's some important things that we need to be reminded of when it comes to obedience. The people had given themselves to partial obedience. The problem is that's disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. We have this idea that because I understand what I should do and we set that off as I'm going to do it either later or I'll do some of it now, that's not obedience. That's still disobedience. So whether it be the partial obedience of the people not driving everyone out or whether it be their delayed obedience in in not serving the Lord each and every day, whatever it was, the Lord gave them over. And the people would find themselves groaning and in affliction, and they would cry out to the Lord, and the Lord would be merciful. Aren't you thankful for the Lord's patience and mercy and his grace? And even though they transgressed the covenant over and over and over and over, the Lord was gracious to them, and he would save them. This is the beauty of the gospel God is so gracious and kind to us. And I fear that we are so familiar with the stories of Scripture and our exposure to religion and church that sometimes we have a group of people who don't know the Lord. Oh, they know stories. Uh Oh, they fill pews and they do um, works of social justice and they try to do all these wonderful things, but their hearts are far from the Lord. And rather than lives of obedience that are committed to the Lord, it is this idea that, well, this 
kind of small area of decline is not that big a deal. This little bit of drift won't really reap any kind of serious anger or wrath from the Lord. And the truth is, all of it matters. And our disobedience matters. So as we read about this period of judges, let us see that grace is on display that Jesus Christ rescues hypocritical people who know about him but don't know him, that Jesus Christ is kind, patient, and long-suffering. But let us see the seriousness of our disobedience. Let us acknowledge that the Bible says without holiness no one can see God. Let us not give ourselves to this place where we think, I'll just live however I choose and God will just give me grace and he's going to forgive me and my sin is not that big a thing and I'll just live for me. Let us not do what's right in our own eyes, but let us with conviction of conscience, in repentance, follow Jesus faithfully. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the handle TheJohnNicks. Thanks for listening, and join me next week on the One More Verse podcast.